Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. Nobody like Jesus. 
Bless you, children of God. We do greet you once again in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, our soon coming King. We thank God this evening for the privilege to be able to worship Him once again in spirit and in truth. Another beautiful day that our Lord has made. We are rejoicing and we are glad in it. For those of you that have been worshiping with us, you know that we are working on our most recent topic entitled, A Man Called Jesus. Amen. Because what our God did, children of God, is he packaged himself in the likeness of sinful man. And he came to the earth, lived, suffered, bled, died, rose again from the dead, ascended back to heaven that you and I might have a right to eternal life. In other words, so we wouldn't have to go and spend eternity in hell. We're looking today at capital A in our outline from the start, from the start. And we want to look at some things as they were starting. We looked at the natural life of Jesus in, in the earth. And now we want to look at 
the baptism of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. We're going to look at Matthew chapter 3 with a very special focus on verse 13. And as I've shared with you all a number of times, if you really want to see how some things work, go back to the origin. Go back to, or you want to find out how some things don't work, go back to the origin. Go back to, to the beginning. If you're taking a trip, let's say from where we are right here to New York City, and, and you know we find ourselves in Kentucky somewhere or out in California, you know, at some point, we took a wrong turn at some point. And, and, and what has to happen oftentimes, if you want to straighten yourself out, you've got to go back to where the mistake was made. You know, you, you've got to find out where the mistake was made in order to oftentimes to get things fixed or to get things straightened out. You take your car in, in to, to be serviced. Nowadays, these uh, technologically savvy vehicles, you, these computerized vehicles. You know, I took my vehicle, one of the vehicles, to the shop the other day. All the man did, a check engine light came on. I didn't know what was wrong with it. The, uh, the mechanic took it, hooked it up to the computer. computer told him exactly what the problem is. Well, the same way the computer can let mechanics know the problem with our vehicles or computers can let uh, television repairmen know what the problem is in our television. The Word of God can let us know the problems in us. The Word of God will identify, just like the computer will identify what the problem was, just like it identified exactly what the problem was in my car. The Word of God will identify exactly what the problem is in your life, in my life, in our marriages, in our families, in our churches, in our communities, in our nations. The Word of God will identify the problem and let us know exactly what we need to fix it. Matthew chapter 3, verse 13, the Bible says, Then Jesus came from Galilee to the Jordan to be baptized by John. Once again, Matthew chapter 3, verse 13, from the New International Version, Then Jesus came from Galilee to the Jordan to be baptized by John. Capital A, we're still looking at from the start. From the start. Let us pray. Father, in Jesus' mighty and glorious name, we again pray. We thank you, Father, for another day that you have added to our lives. We thank you, Father, for your grace, your mercy, for protection. Thank you for your healing, Father. So many things that you do on behalf of us, your little children, that we don't even realize, that we don't even recognize. But, Father, we take by faith that you are doing great things to us, through us, and for us. We pray, Father, that as your word goes out and continues to go out in the four corners of the earth, may your people be edified, encouraged, and strengthened. May you use this earthly vessel today to speak a word to your people uh, that will bless them, that will help them to draw nearer unto your bleeding side. And at the end of the day, Father, we want to make sure that all the glory, all the honor, and all the praise goes to you. This is our prayer. We count it done in Jesus' mighty and glorious name we pray. 
Capital A, from the start. As we talked about a little bit earlier, if you want to find out a lot of times the success of a thing or the failure of a thing, go back to the start. Even psychiatrists, worldly profession of psychiatry. You know, you go in there, see a psychiatrist, normally you've got some problems. One of the first things a lot of times they'll start asking you, they'll tell us about your childhood. You know, a lot of us right today, some of us are messed all up because of things that happened to us during our childhood. This is one of the reasons why we must be born again. Every one of us that was born in the flesh or naturally born is all messed up. You need to understand, you come into this world all messed up. No such thing as innocent little children, innocent little babies. Where will y'all get that from? You conceived in sin and you shaped in iniquity. Hitler was a baby one time. Mussolini was a baby one time. You know, all sorts of, uh, uh, Charles Manson was a baby one time. They, they, we, we come into this world conceived in sin, we shaped in iniquity. Just little creatures just waiting for this thing called sin to manifest. And all we got to do is just keep right on growing, let's say, without Christ. And sin will manifest. But our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ came into the earth to destroy the works of the evil one. We need Christ. We need to be born again. And since we need, we must be born again, we need to be raised again. We need to be raised up in the word of God. Not raised up in our culture. Not raised up in our family. More raised in our family raised up in the word of God so that the word of God can straighten up all of the mess because every one of our families, because we all related, we all go back to Adam. So every one of our families is all messed up outside of Christ. It's like you and I are all messed up outside of Christ. So if you don't want Christ, then what you want to do is stay messed up. You want to stay messed up. And, and from God's perspective, you just messed up. It is only through Christ and it is only through the, 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 the word of God and the spirit of God that we can look like something different to God. Until God see that, just like until God saw the, the blood that was put on the, board, the doorpost in, in, in ancient Israel, the only thing he saw was deaf angel need to kill the firstborn in there. That's, all, that's the only thing God knew. But once he saw the blood, he was able to pass by. So it is in your life and my life, child of God. Now that we have allowed the blood of Jesus to be applied to our life, God's wrath can pass over us. Bible says, then Jesus came from Galilee to Jordan, Matthew 3 and 13, to be baptized by John. Bible says, but John tried to deter him. Now, you know, you look at this encounter, now, and the Lord was just dealing with me a little bit earlier. You know, John had been calling people snakes, vipers. I mean, he had been going off on the congregation. And then here comes Jesus, the perfect Lamb of God. When Jesus came up, John changed his whole message. You say, Apostle, why? Because different congregations need different messages. When John looked at the Pharisees and the Sadducees and the Essenes and the Zealots and all of these other 
Groves Jesus said, you brood of vipers, you snakes, who warned you to flee from the coming wrath? Jesus said, John said, look, I, I have discerned. Remember, John the Baptist, the only man we read about that was filled with the Holy Spirit even from birth. John said, I have discerned the congregation that I'm speaking to. I have discerned just what you all need to hear. But when Jesus came, his whole message had to change. Why? There was a different member in the congregation. You need to understand that different congregations will receive different messages. John tried to deter Jesus, saying, I need to be baptized you by you. And do you come to me? Jesus replied, let it be so now. It is proper for us to do this to fulfill all righteousness. If you ever wonder what God's goal is in your life, in your marriage, in your family, in your church, he's trying to fulfill all righteousness. In you, through you, and for you. God wants to fulfill all righteousness. In other words, God wants everything that's right that you and I are supposed to do to do it. God wants us to give right. God wants us to live right. God wants us to talk right. God wants us to walk right. God wants us to think right. God wants us, God wants to, through these earthly bodies, these simple bodies, these simple bodies of flesh, God wants to fulfill all righteousness in us and through us. Jesus said, we've got to fulfill all righteousness. And the Bible says, then John consented. Why? Because John was a man that understood that righteousness is the goal. See, it is only by the Holy Spirit that you understand what the, what the goal of this movement is. It's to get everybody doing right. This is why God's word addresses all kind of different groups. God got a word for men. God got a word for women. God got a word for young men. God got a word for young, young women. God got a word for apostles, prophets, evangelists. But God's got a word, and his word is to his word the goal of his word is to get every group doing what is right. You ever go to a big-time college football program, you will maybe see the head coach standing way up on a tower somewhere. And you'll have the line coach over in one area. you have the defensive back coach working with his people over in another area. you have a quarterback coach in one area. you have the back and end coach in another area. People be spread all out. The head coach will be overlooking everything that's going on. But each one of the assistant coaches will be working with their particular group, trying to get their group to do things right so that when everybody gets brought together, the team will do right. Well, God is doing the same thing with us. God has got a lot of uh, assistant coaches, if you will. Pastors, apostles, prophets, evangelists, assistants, assistants, assistants. You're working with your little congregation over there. I'm working with my little congregation over here. Everybody, everybody. But there's going to come a day when we all going to come together. God wants the team to be working right. See, if the backs and ends coach does not do his job properly, when we come together and play on Sunday or Saturday or whatever our day is, we're going to see. 
where exactly where the problem is. See, because we know who was responsible for that particular group. If there's a problem with that group, then we're going to know exactly who is at fault. If there's a problem with the offensive line, we know exactly who to check with because the parts is what make up the whole. Well, understand that our church is a part of the whole of the church. Our family, our ministry, our gift, it is a part of the whole of the body of Christ. Mess around and twist your ankle. It can shut the whole body down or it can make the whole body do something different. Mess around and get a severe headache. And watch how the whole body is affected. Why? Because of a key part. A key part. Jesus said, what we got to do here is we got to fulfill all righteousness. Then John, John said, okay, I understand my part in this thing now. See. John said, I, I understand my part in this thing. Even though John was like, you know, I need to be baptized by you, Jesus. You, you greater than... But Jesus said, look, this is a part of righteousness that I've got to go through. Remember, Jesus is our leader. He's our head. And, and he wouldn't have all of us go get baptized and then he uh, not go get baptized. So he set us an example to follow. Well, somebody had to baptize him. John, you're the one that's been selected. Can you imagine being selected to baptize God? High, high honor. Bible says that as soon as Jesus was baptized, he went up out of the water. At the moment, heaven opened. You say, Apostle, what are you driving at? I want to encourage about, I don't know, about 6,000 of you all out there. That when you are baptized by the Spirit of God, heaven will begin to open for you. God will begin to pour down. As soon as the Spirit of God enters into your life, God will begin to pour down blessings from heaven. You have now entered into a new dimension of blessing from God. The Bible says at that moment heaven was open and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and lightning on him. And a voice from heaven said, now, now, a voice from heaven said. So you've got, some, you've got some things that are taking place once Jesus was baptized. Jesus wasn't any more the son of God after baptism than he was before. The difference was that now that the Holy Spirit has lightened on him. The difference between us and Jesus, Jesus was the son of God before he was baptized. Jesus was the son of God after he was baptized. You and I are not sons of God until we are baptized. We are sons of the devil. We are daughters of the devil until we are baptized. Then we can cry, Abba, Father, by adoption. So what we have here is Jesus now baptized, not becoming the son of God, not becoming the Christ, not becoming the Messiah, but now he is empowered to carry out the fullness of his mission. Jesus was baptized for only one reason, to carry out the fullness of his mission. You and I are baptized for two reasons. We got to overcome this thing called sin, and we got to carry out our, our mission.
when you are baptized, God, when you have received the Holy Spirit, God starts talking to you. Look at what the Bible said. And a voice from heaven said, this is my son. Well, when you get baptized, God, and I get baptized, God is now saying about you and I, this is my son whom I love. God is saying the same thing about us. With him, I am well pleased. Now, there, that's where the challenge come in. You understand that immediately once you are saved and the spirit of God comes into you, God is pleased. Now the question becomes, what do you and I do after that? The difference with Jesus, God said as soon as Jesus was baptized, behold, this is my beloved son in whom I, behold, this is my beloved son. With him I am well pleased. God remained well pleased with Jesus. Not only was God well pleased with Jesus, but because Jesus always did the things that were pleasing in the eyesight of God, God remained pleased with Jesus. You and I, not so much. Because God be saying, y'all be doing some stuff that don't please me. Don't stop you from being my son. Don't stop me from loving you. But God say, y'all be doing some stuff that I don't like. Jesus never did that. He always, he maintained uh, 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 the pleasing of God. And this, is, this, this should be our goal as children of God. We want to continue. We, when we accepted Jesus Christ as our personal Lord and Savior and God filled us with his Holy Spirit, we pleased God. God was well pleased with that decision. God said, but some of the decisions you all have made since then, I have not been pleased with. So what we want to do, children of God, is we want to get in the habit we want to make it our ambition, make it our habit to make decisions, to make choices that will please our God, that will continue to please him. We already pleased him when we accepted Christ. But now, you know, we've got to keep on making choices and decisions to please our God. From the start, what we say, capital A, from the start. Jesus pleased God. In the middle, Jesus pleased God. And at the finish, you remember some of the last words Jesus spoke on the cross? It is finished. It is done. Understand that most things in life have three phases, a beginning, a middle, and an end. Most things. Your life, my life, at a beginning, whatever year you were born. Middle, you and I are in that portion right now. And just as certain as the sun is shining, you and I are going to have to die or be changed in the twinkling of an eye if the Lord come back. There's a beginning, there's a middle, there's an end. In most things. In most things. Now, with us, sometimes you can start out bad, do pretty good, finish up good. Sometimes you can start out good, uh, run into some rough water, but finish pretty good. We can mix it all up. But Jesus started well ran well, and finished well. In a race in track, most every race, I don't care whether it's the 100 meters, I don't care whether it's the 60 meters, I don't care whether it's the 10,000, 10K, you got to start, you got to race, and you got to finish. Some people that start well don't run well and don't finish well. Some people that start poorly run poorly but finish well. Some people that start poorly, run poorly, finish poorly. May that not be your portion 
in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. But from the start, the man called Jesus pleased God. During his life, during his ministry, when he opened his mouth, when he meditated, his thoughts, everything pleased God. And when he finished up in this life, he was ushered to the right hand of God. May we be so fortunate as well to finish well. My prayer for each one of us under the sound of my voice is that we will finish well. My spirit immediately goes to the thief that was hung on the cross right beside Jesus. We know that he ran into some rough times at some point in his life. We don't know much about his upbringing. We don't know much about his parents, his childhood. Scripture doesn't give us insight into that. But we know that he ran into some rough times in his life, got into stealing, got into theft. But before his spirit and his soul left this mortal body, he made a request to our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ that God, that Jesus honor. He said, Jesus, when you enter into your kingdom, remember me. Jesus said, today you will be with me in paradise. All of that rough times that he ran into, all of the thieves, all the houses he broke in or the chariots he stole or the horses he wrangled or whatever his sin may have been, in an instant, Jesus forgave him and ushered him into the presence of God. And not only can and did Jesus do it for him, he can and he will do it for you under the sound of my voice. For the Bible tells us that whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. You may have just robbed a liquor store. You can drop your proceeds, fall to your knees, and repent of what you have done. Ask the Lord to save you, and the Lord will, in fact, do it. Now, the police might still get you, but the Lord will save you because what is important is that your soul be saved. May God continue to bless each of you, and heaven smile on you all. We need three questions for the saints. Yes. What do different congregations need? Very good question. Very good question. Question number two. Uh, what does God want to bring about in each of our lives? What does God want to bring about in each of our lives? And question three. Explain some things that will happen when we accept Christ as our Lord and Savior. From our text, what are some things that will happen when we accept Christ or when God fills us with his Holy Spirit? Since you can reach us through email at thechristensternchurch at gmail.com, Check our website, www.rchurch.com, backslash, member, backslash, t, backslash, tccc. Feel free to join us on TalkShoe, Spreecast, YouTube, and iTunes at 9 a.m. 6 p.m. daily. On TalkShoe, call 724-444-7444, enter ID 17959. On Spreecast, type in Robert Bryan on YouTube and the Chris and Sarn Church channel. 
You can see excerpts of Apostle Robert Bryan on YouTube. Donations should be sent by using the donation button on the church website or our Talk Show homepage. God bless you and heaven smile you. In Jesus' name, amen. What was number three? Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.